Stop building businesses that you don't like. Stop building businesses that drain you. Stop building businesses that ask more than you're willing to give. Start building businesses that you love with an intention and with a strategy. Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your business? Then welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast, helping home professionals and luxury brands accelerate their success with proven marketing strategies and expert industry practices. Now, here's your host, Darla Powell. BuildLane is a platform that makes it super easy for designers to specify custom furniture. They are changing the game. The end result is an unleashing of your creativity Whatever you can imagine can be built. And whether or not you're a novice at custom furniture design or an expert, Build Lane's team can make the process super easy. Head on over to buildlane.com. That's buildlane.com. Use code WINGNUT250 to get a $250 discount just for you. Buildlane.com. This podcast is also brought to you by guess who? Wingnut Social. We are a digital marketing agency for interior designers and adjacent verticals such as home pros, architects, landscapers, decorators, home stagers, home business coaches, you name it. Give us a call at 786-206-4331 or go look at our case studies from our happy, happy interior design clients at wingnutsocial.com. That's wingnutsocial.com. Hey there, welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. I'm your host, the Grand High Poobah of all things Wingnut, Darla, Jethro, Powell. And we have a special show today. Today we have guest Michelle Williams of Scarlet Thread Consulting on, and she has been my personal business coach for Darla Powell Home and Wingnut Social for the last six months, hardcore, but actually since fall of last year. And on this episode, we're just going to really get into some uh, uncomfortable things (laughs) of what I had to face to continue my businesses post-divorce in not a very pretty divorce as it was and how helpful she was. And maybe you're out there facing some real, real stuff and you need to figure out, okay, what do I need to do to pivot my business or what should I look for in a coach? And Michelle and I go over that. And I think that this is going to resonate with some of you out there who might need to hear this at this particular time in life. So, Last week, I told you guys about Darla Powell Home, at Darla Powell Home on Instagram, at Al, all the social media channels. And my girlfriend and I just purchased a home. We're going to be remodeling, and that's kind of the new game there with Darla Powell Home, where I'm taking that business. And we have some collaborations with vendors going on for that, which I'm really excited about. I'm excited to announce it when the time comes. I wanted to take a minute and tell you, I've told you guys that delegating outside of your scope of genius is a terrific thing to do. It frees you up to be the visionary and the designer and the creative. And for me, for my interior design firm, I was not about to do CAD or do renderings. I'm just not about to learn it. I'm not about to do it. I have zero interest in doing it. But I did like providing it for my clients. And I also like doing it for my Darla Powell home project that's ongoing. And I've started working with Sonia Capasso again. She did some work for me for Darla Powell Interiors, which it was called at the time. And doing renderings for this new home project that I have. And I have to tell you guys, she is really, really good. And I'm, I'm just recommending you to her if you need a SketchUp or a 3D artist for your project. She's very quick. She's, her communication is terrific. And you guys can go find out more about her at capassointeriors.com. That's C-A-P-A-S-S-O hyphen interiors.com. But if you look up Capasso interiors, you'll find it. But not only is she a terrific renderer, 
quick and you're definitely going to get your value there to show clients the capability and, and help close those deals. But she also offers courses for you out there if you're an aspiring somebody who wants to learn SketchUp, if you, you want to learn how to do rendering, or if you want to be more proficient at that for your own design business. She has one-on-one tutoring in Chief Architect, actually, in SketchUp. We use Chief Architect at Darlapal at home. So go check her out. That's caposo-interiors.com. That link will be in the show notes as well. She is your girl for that. And if you use the code DARLA15, you'll get 15% discount on your first retainer package. Now that expires October 21st, so run, don't walk. Get over there. That's capasso-interiors.com. All right, before we get into my interview with Michelle Williams, y'all know what time it is. Time for Men in News, Men in News Sesh. Yeah. yeah. All right. Welcome back, Digital Content Manager Emily Lisi, to the show for the mini news sesh. Emily, today we're talking about Facebook and we're all getting demoted. Why is that? Well, hopefully we're not all getting demoted, <laughs> but Facebook shared a little behind the scenes of what types of content that they don't like and the types of content that their algorithm is pushing down in the feed. So, a lot of these content types. Our audience won't have to worry about things like ad farms, misinformation, and malware and phishing sites. Hopefully none of you guys are, you know, <laughs> linking out to sites like that. Um, but that that's stuff that Facebook demotes and does not show to people as much. But I picked out a few that Facebook had mentioned that I think would be relevant to everyone here. Okay, let's see it. First one would be low-quality videos. So specifically live video, Facebook said they will demote content that has pre-recorded video specifically for live. So it's okay if you post normal pre-recorded video on your feed or on your page, but if you're going live on Facebook, make sure it's actually live. So no pre-recorded content, no animations or looping videos. It's got to be recorded live. And if you're out there listening, looping videos are what TikTok is famous for, where you can't really tell the beginning from the end. You're kind of like tricked into just watching it and watching it and watching it. Next, you have engagement bait. Oh, boy. This has been quite the tactic in the social media industry. What are they uh, demoting for that? So it's important to know the difference between engagement bait and using authentic ways to get engagement. So what Facebook means by engagement bait is saying things in your caption like, press the like button for the purple car or (laughs) leave a comment for the blue car. Things that are kind of non-organically getting people to make these comment or like the post, Facebook doesn't like that. So a good alternative to that would be to say something like, what do you think about these cars? What's your opinion? Things like that. So there's a little bit of a gray area there, but Facebook really doesn't like the type of content that kind of baits that type of engagement. Okay, and this next one I'm super happy about. Clickbait links. I hate that. You won't believe what happens next. I can't stand those. I just, nothing makes me scroll faster than seeing stuff like that. Yeah, and Facebook came out and said they flat out demote any, well, not anything, but they demote types of content that are kind of deceptive in their wording like that. Like you like you said, you won't believe or you'll never guess this. And they, <laughs> yeah. they get you to try to click the link. So when you're posting about like blogs, just be honest about what they are up front, <laughs> as well as punctuation. So don't write in all capital letters and don't use excessive exclamation marks. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Next is low quality browsing experience. That sounds kind of vague. What are they saying on that? So this has to do with the websites that you link out to. So this is very important when you're linking out to your website, you need to make sure that your website is optimized. 
That means mobile optimized, make sure your pages are formatted correctly and that the text is readable on mobile and on desktop and make sure that your links actually work. So if you're linking out to a broken page, Facebook isn't going to show that content to anyone. That's good too. I've gotten a lot of those where I've been, oh, let me check this out. And it's been 404. Sorry, nothing Mm -hmm. to see here, Mm -hmm. folks. Move along. That's good because that's like 30 seconds of my life. I'll never get back. I'm, I'm glad to see that. So really, you're right. The ones that do apply to the interior design industry are the ones that we've addressed here. Unless you're like into the, you know, the fishing and the malfeasance. <laughs> Don't do that either. All right. Emily Lisi, thank you again for joining us for the mini news sesh. We'll see you again next week. Okie dokie. Mini news sesh. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, Emily. Okay. All right. Michelle Williams, the owner of Scarlet Thread Consulting, is a business strategist and coach serving the interior design industry to scale their business. I have to tell you, when Michelle sent over this bio, I was like, man, that's a really short bio. And it doesn't really say how amazing she is. She'll tell you herself that she's amazing because she is. She's really, really good at what she does. And she has been so incredibly helpful to me and my business and helping get my head around the strategy of running a business, not just being the chief visionary officer, made all the difference for me moving forward. And you guys are going to hear in this interview how she made that difference, the kind of strategies and techniques that she employs to help you with your business and the difference hiring a coach can make. All right, help me in welcoming Michelle Williams to the podcast. Hey there, Michelle Williams. Welcome back to the podcast. It's such a thrill to have you on here, especially since you've been my coach for the last six months. How the hell are you? I'm doing awesome. And I, I got to tell you, I am so excited about the conversation today. Like I'm grinning ear to ear. Like I'm so excited. I'm so ready. I'm like, let's talk about it. I know you and I have become very close in this last six months. I mean, I feel like totally naked. You've seen everything there is to know about the business, everything there is to know about my personal situation. Situation. That that is accurate and also a mistake, but we'll leave that in. My situation from last year with the divorce and the the businesses and winnowing that down and streamlining the finances and, and figuring out my life, my situation. So we're going to dig into that. So hopefully the conversation that we're going to have here will resonate with someone out there who's listening who needs to hear it, but we're going to drive home. And I've told my audience this before. It doesn't matter how good you are, how talented you are, how smart you think you are, how well you're doing. It's always good to have an external guiding light and a little external Yoda, a business coach. And even business coaches I've mentioned have their own business coaches just to get that outside you know, information, those resources that may be something you haven't heard before, you didn't know or you're unaware of. And, and you have been that for me for the last six months. And I, I thank you. All right. So let's dig in. So for those, you've been on the show before and that'll be in the show notes. I don't remember the episode number because <laughs> menopause. No, we're talking profit first. Yeah. And profit first, which is your podcast, which is an amazing podcast. You guys need to go check that out. But for those who are maybe uninitiated or aren't familiar with you and your business, Michelle, in Scarlet Thread Consulting, just really quick in a nutshell, tell us who you are, what you do, and we'll dig in. Yeah, sure. So I am a strategic business coach, which is a little different than just saying coach. So I work with the interior design industry to help them really um, create a strategic focus, not only for their business, but for their finances and all decision making. I firmly believe that when we have an idea, a very clear idea of where we want to go, we actually can start putting steps in place to get there. But Many of us don't know where we want to go. We haven't given it voice. We don't have it clear. And so we're just doing what comes. And so I really try to help empower business owners to take the reins back and to own it. So I'm an author, a speaker, a coach, 
podcaster, mom, <laughs> wife, sister, friend, dog lover. A renaissance woman. And you've been a tremendous help to me. So when I came to you, let's give a little backstory. So, you know, last year, again, the shit show that was 2020 for all of us, really. But I had a also a different circumstance. You know, my partner in the business, she and I got divorced. She and I didn't see quite eye to eye on some of the things with running the business. And it was really a mess. I had the design firm going full-time, full service. I was still doing full-time design at that. And I was having Wingnut Social. And I was... I was about ready to break. I was at my last thread with being spread too thin, with the financials and everything just going crazy, out of not being entirely in control of it because I was counting on my business partner at the time to do all of that. I was kind of like a, a manic ostrich with her head in the sand. <laughs> Truthfully, with my business, plus we had some other stuff going on. And, and when finally, because I, I, I wanted to hire you a couple of years ago, Michelle, because I could kind of see like that spiral starting to happen. And finally reached out to you and hired you. And it's been amazing. You you made me face some stuff. We had some hard meetings. We had some really difficult. We did. We did. Tear-inducing meetings. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well. <laughs> For everybody. I even cried in your meeting. <laughs> well, you know, it was an emotional time. Going through divorce is no, is, is no great shakes. And it was a lot of, a lot of stuff bubbled up to the surface, right? So, but there was one thing that you... you really made me just sit and take an honest look at the business, where it is, where I was going. And the first thing that you did that was so impactful, and I love the way that you did this because you kind of led me to the water, but you didn't make me drink, right? You were like, you have to choose, darling. You really can't do both and do them 100% and do them well. One of them is going to have to get streamlined in order for you to move forward after this divorce situation. Tell me what the process was there and how, <laughs> and your genius in making, me, in making me figure this out. So, you know, what was so interesting is when you and I started talking, which would have been in the fall of last year. One of the first things I did, I always start with financials and it was, let's look at the financials. But I don't know if you remember, I mentioned to you then, I said, you actually have three businesses. Oh, yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. You have the design business, you have the podcast business, and then you have WeNet Social. And you're one person and you and your partner are no longer going to be running this in collaboration, which means that we can't have you working in and on all three businesses at one time. You, None of them were set up to be able to allow them to work completely without you in them. And so we can't focus on all three at one time, not in the middle of uprooting your personal life and the changes there, we really had to bring it back. Financially, I made the comment to you, we could make any of the three work, right? But we couldn't make all three work at the same time. And it was interesting because you, I mean, I hope I can say this, you kind of went back and forth. And, and I love that about it. So you looked at what if we only keep Darla Powell? What if we only keep wingnut. I remember the one thing you said to me is, I just don't want to let go of the podcast. I love the podcast. I don't want to let go of the podcast. Help me find a way, no matter what I keep, to keep the podcast. And I said, okay, we will try to find a way to keep the podcast. But I, I think, and this is important for anybody and everybody, right? Not just your journey, but what we all have to do. I do the same thing in my business and have done it multiple times. I mean, actually, I'm in some of the process of doing it again now. And that is taking a step back, pulling my head out of the day-to-day, -day, and strategically saying, what do I love 
to do. I just hosted an event for my private clients here in Atlanta. And one of the things I said to them is, stop building businesses that you don't like. Stop building businesses that drain you. Stop building businesses that ask more than you're willing to give. Start building businesses that you love with a, with an intention and with a strategy. And so that's what I tried to help bring to you. You already had this, you know, three major income streams coming in, but it was at your own personal demise. And so <laughs> it was really a, okay, what would your life look like if you did just Darla Powell for right now? What would it look like if you did just Wing Nut? What would it look like if you did both and had to then go massively hire to bring in integrators or people to manage the day-to-day so that you can move up yeah. here? Which one do you think that you could do, you feel great at, you're excited about? It actually gets you up in the morning with joy versus feeling like, a weight, which one do you feel like you really want to pour your time and attention into? And that was kind of the process that we went through to narrow it down. Spoiler alert, that was wingnut. (laughs) And then I said to you, whenever you tell me what you love and what makes your heartbeat, and at the end of the day, what will you not regret? Then I can help you make it profitable. But I cannot help make something profitable if your heart's not in it because you, we all have this internal resistance, Darla. And so even though you did beautiful design work, and it doesn't mean you won't do it again, even though you and your team did design work, it wasn't what was creating that joy and that heartbeat. Instead, it felt like a ball and chain, it felt weighty on you in that particular moment. It took us a few months to actually get to which one you wanted to do, regardless of the outside pressure of, you know, your ex-business partner or friends or the online woulda, shoulda, coulda crowd. You know what I mean? You had to kind of, and I say, just clear everybody else's voice and hear yours. And that took a little bit of work just because of every, I mean, it does for all of us. We've all built something. So then to say that we're going to not do something feels like we're chopping off an appendage. You know, it's really funny because the whole time, the whole time we were going through this and I was vacillating and agonizing and being wishy-washy, I knew in my heart of heart, it was wingnut for this moment in space and time for me. I knew it was too. Yeah, but I was so like <laughs> stubborn and so trying to make it everything work. I, I, that's where I was resistant with you. I was like, I can be, I can do all three. I can, I'm, so, you know, and no, you, you just can't. And the design work, you're right. At the time, just because of the dynamics of everything going on, it did feel a little ball and chainy. But I still have Darla Powell Interiors LLC, and it's just kind of sitting there and it's waiting for my next big thing, which is Darla Powell Home, and we're redesigning a house and everything. And that to me is super exciting, which I'm going to love again because it's going to be my house, my designs. I'm the client. <laughs> but you also, we yeah. talked about when that starts, it will start with a strategy. Yeah. It won't start. Mm-hmm kind of wishy-washy, it's going to start very intentionally with a strategy so that we know. And that was the big point here. It's not that you couldn't run multiple parts of a business. You can't run multiple business income streams without strategy and without a system. And that's so funny, too, because, you know, for our social media marketing, there is not any clients that we have. We don't do a a complete in-depth business plan for our clients. (laughs) But for me, I'm just like, hey, let's go do this and what to do and just pull it out of my ass. And that I've learned from coaching with you, no. In fact, now, 
even when I look at expenses or if I'm hiring subs or I'm getting a new service for it before, I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. That'll be awesome because hashtag wingnut. Now I look and see, okay, what are my expenses for the month? Where is where my budget? Does that fit in? Is it going to make me money in the back end? That's what she said. And then, <laughs> if it doesn't, if there's if that answer is no, I'm just like, yep, don't really need it. It's not that important. So yeah, I, I just think about things because before my partner was handling anything money related. Not great. I didn't allow myself to empower myself to really get in and learn the business and learn the financials. And now that I do, I just feel so much more, much, much more better <laughs> about all aspects of the business. Okay. So two things that you hit on that I want to hit on. One of the things that I tell my potential coaches or clients or people that I work with is I'm not here to make you a better fill in the blank designer, you know, social media expert, podcaster. I am here to help you run a business. I'm here to make you a better business owner, right? That's what I'm here to do. And the way that you have a great business is you have a strategy that leads to goals, that leads to a plan. And then you have what you are starting to be able to work with. And now is a framework for decision-making, which means all of my decisions are integrated. They fit together. How I spend money on marketing is not just like your clients. It's not just spending money with you to market. They want to see a return on that investment. And you have to be able to do the same within your own business so that you know how to spend the money wisely, how to make decisions on hiring, when to hire, how to hire, who to hire, what level to hire. All of the strategy behind that is what allows you to sleep or go yes or no and be able to put the rest of it to the side and not feel guilty for the decision that you made. Right. And you know what else, too? It's just a nice byproduct is that I'm working a whole hell of a lot less and making a whole ton more money than I was before. Right. Because you're not, <laughs> listen, um, you can't just keep working, doing the wrong things and expect to make money. And we could easily fill our to-do list with the boatload of things to do that don't actually move us closer to the ultimate goal that we have. But we have to set that goal. And I, I do want to say this, Darla, just for those that whether they do this independently, the same type of strategic work at home or whether they do it with a coach mm -hmm. or with a peer or whatever, I just want to say this is not easy work. It's not easy work. And it's not once and done. It's not like you are doing this work and walking away and checking it off like a quick to-do item. This is deep thinking. I heard the other day on a podcast, I don't even remember which one, but it was talking to a guy about productivity. And he said, we all have access to the number one productivity tool and we don't use it. Instead, what we do is we run out and we buy Asana and Trello and Basecamp and Monday and Hive and, you know, fill in the blank of all the project management tools. But he said the number one project management tool that we all have is deep thinking. Oh, okay. I was going to say pen and paper, but deep thinking. Okay. Yeah, it's deep thinking. Because when we think deeply about our business and our goals and our vision and where we want to go and what we want to do, it clears the muck. So it takes all those extra little things that we would have been doing and we realize that's not what's most important or that's busy work and we're filling our day up with busy work or we narrow in on a strategy so that we try to get something done quicker, faster, or better, right? Not just cheaper, but better. We don't give ourselves the gift of that deep thinking because we want to move so quick and so fast. We, we go into the mode that you said you were in where we're just, yeah, let's try it. Yeah, let's try it. Yeah, let's do it. Go buy this. Try this. You know, because we're trying. But if we would take a step back and go, you know, wait a minute, am I really trying the right thing at the right time in the right way? 
And and you've definitely helped streamline my thinking when when assessing these new opportunities or new partnerships or, or new businesses that you know come to me to to figure out what the bottom line is here. I remember when we first started. I got to say this because it's so darn funny. When I was digging in, digging in, digging in, and it was just me and you at that point, and I said yeah. to you. You can't spend one dime if you don't call me. <laughs> Until we have a framework built, I said, you cannot spend one dime without calling me. And you're like, you're funny. Your face got, you're like, really? I was like, really? Until we get an agreement on how the money comes in and out, where it goes and what you do. I said, I might tell you, yes, you can call and ask. I just can't spend for this just like small little, and then you got it. And when you would ask me, I don't know if you remember, but I would ask back, do you need it? Do you need it now? Why do you need it? And what is it What is it going to bring you on the other side? And when you get a couple of times, you're back and like, oh, well, I don't need that right now. <laughs> okay. And a couple of times you told me, and we're like, yeah, I think that's worth spending. Let's invest in that right now. But those are the hard, hard, hard decisions that we have to be willing to make. And you, I got to say, Darla, I was worried that you weren't going to love me when it was over because <laughs> it's hard work, but you did the hard work. You really did. And you did it. I just want to honor you for this because I think you did it at a time when a lot of people wouldn't have. And you did it out of necessity, right? You mm-hmm. really did. I did, yeah. And and I say that because many women come to me that are in a situation similar to what you were. I can tell you I've worked with quite a few women who had gone through divorce and like, Overnight, they now have to be able to take care of themselves and their family or produce some level of income. And so I am quite aware of being in that situation. Other times I have people that that maybe have to make a similar decision, but they have a little bit more time to do it. You were in a time crunch, but you showed up and you you did hard work, even when you were angry at me for making you do it. You did it. <laughs> I was never angry at you. It was just um, maybe like a petulant child. It's hard to say, you know, you're spending too much money and you can't spend it and answering to someone else. But, you know, that was a moment of pushback. And then it was like, you know what, you're 100% right. You have to you have to own that you have to say I am part of the problem here for sure. And I've learned we had Casey Gromer on last week, and she was talking about, you know, difference between CEOs and, and CVOs chief visionary officers, you know, CEOs, and there's, there's two camps and I'm definitely a CVO (laughs) and which I'm becoming more, thanks to your help, of course, your guidance. I definitely have this, the CEO chops in there too now, but before it was a hundred percent just CVO and just, you know, throwing stuff at the wall and clouds and let's do all this. And that's why you need that integrator position too, that allows you to keep doing what I believe what God created you to do is be the visionary. So then let's, let's at some point get that integrator that can step down and actually put that those ideas into practice to allow you to do what you're doing. Now, if I want to spend money, though, I always, I'm like, WWMD, what would Michelle do? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Have you visited our sponsor, buildlane.com? If you haven't, why haven't you? You know, when I was doing full-time interior design in Miami, Florida, I would have given my whole collection of Star Wars action figures to have known about Build Lane because we were doing a buttload of custom furniture work. The logistics were awful, but Build Lane, the genius behind them is they've solved that. They are basically a one-stop shop for all of your custom furniture needs. They have a whole stable full of vetted vendors that are capable of building almost anything you can imagine. And all you have to do is give them a fully specified CAD file or 
a pencil drawing on a cocktail napkin, and Build Lane is going to match the needs of the piece that you need with one of their highly vetted factories that has all the capabilities to make that, and they'll return a quote to you. You get your own little manager. You can show your clients, here is your beautiful piece getting built along the way. Aren't you freaking excited? Guys, this is the perfect opportunity to up-level your interior design game to make yourself that designer who can offer things that no other designer can. You need to get over to buildlane.com fast. And be sure to use the special code WINGNUT250 for $250 off of that whole situation right there. That's buildlane.com, wingnut250. You're going to love them. Hey, this is Darla from Wingnut Social. Wingnut Social is a marketing agency for the interior designers. And I know something about that because I am an interior designer. And when I was doing full-time design in Miami, Florida, my social media marketing made all the difference in bringing me leads and clients. And not only that, but broadening my awareness, my reach, my brand awareness, and keeping me top of mind for clients when they were ready to pull that trigger on my interior design services. And right now, I know you guys are super, super busy. But we all know that it's not going to last forever. So it's very important to keep top of mind and keep that pipeline stoked for when this super unprecedented busy design season decides to, you know, go away, to do the opposite. And right now we have two slots left open for our full service digital marketing before we close enrollment for the fall and reopen it back sometime in December. So two spots left open for our full service social media marketing. We are busy, busy, busy. We have a waiting list. And that is because we have a very low churn rate. And what a churn rate means in the industry is, you know, someone comes in, someone goes out, someone comes in, someone goes out and sales has to, you know, churn has to keep on top of it. Well, at Wingness Social, nobody leaves. (laughs) Nobody leaves which is a testament to the job that we do for our clients. As a matter of fact, you can go to wingnutsocial.com, check out the case studies at the very top navigation, and you can see some of the results that we've managed to achieve for our clients while doing their digital marketing. Head on over to wingnutsocial.com or give us a call at 786-206-4331. We'll be happy to help you out. All right. So guys, if you cannot, if you're not in a position right now where you t- you can professionally work with a coach, I'm going to ask Michelle, what are some steps we can take to pivot your business if something isn't working? But if you are in a position to where you can invest in your interior design firm, I highly, highly recommend you reach out to Michelle. I, I'm assuming you have openings. <laughs> I do. I have the openings in my inner circle. Let me say this too, though, Della. I want to give a little bit more information about coaching and finding the right coach for you. Before we talk about pivot, because I think for anybody who might be going, I don't know what I can't afford or can't afford or who to hire or whatever, there are a lot of great coaches out there, right? I, I'm I'm not the only one. I am awesome at what I do. I you are. It. I am. I love it because I, I love it and I've lived it for 20 years. So I do love it. But I think first and foremost, it's knowing what you need, right? And so you have to kind of have an idea of what you need. If you need a coach to help you with the how to be a better designer, you need to look for coaches that do that. Yeah. If you need a coach that's going to walk you through the sales process, you know, because you don't know how to sell what you're doing, you need a coach that can help you do that. And then when you're looking for that coach that can actually help you understand the ownership role and what that means and to take full ownership um, and understand the financials, that that's when you call me. Yeah. So there are different types of coaches that, that you all might need at different times, and that's okay. But I think you need to look at that. And then the second thing I want to say that made 
your coaching process with me such a success is that you trusted me and you trusted the process yeah. and you trusted yourself. And so trust is huge in a coaching relationship, whether no matter who it's with and how you engage. So really figure out if you think you can trust that coach. Because like you said, you're unveiling a lot of stuff. You need somebody who can hold that and point out some areas that could be changed, but not make you feel like crap on the other side, right? Because <laughs> yeah. there's a natural feeling of yuck that comes with looking at some of it. So you need to be able to trust that person that they're going to walk you through and pull you out on the other side, right? So just just look for that. I just want to give that as a as a high level. Now let's talk about how to pivot if you can't afford a coach. First of all, find out who you can trust and then consume all the free information that you can from them. So, for example, on my website scarletthreadconsulting.com, I have free resources, right? We everybody has some type of free resource. I've got some out there. I put out a podcast every week, Profit is a Choice. So much free content in that. I produce newsletters that give actionable tips. They're not just salesy newsletters. They literally have actionable tips. So just in my own firm, you know, that's one way to help yourself. And don't just listen to it. Write down takeaways and start creating it. I am um, sometimes shocked by the people that say, I binged on your podcast for the last two years. I did everything you told us to do, and now I'm ready to hire you. Yeah. The other thing that you can do is invest in small coursework. So, like, for example, I've got three financial courses. You know, you can buy coursework that gets you where you want to go so that you make more money to do the next thing. I want to touch on that just for a second, because you do put out your free resources. There are takeaways. There are actionable takeaways. It's not just, hey, do you want to find out more? Well, too bad. You know, throw money at me. And that is the way to market. There are people out there, just as a quick aside, who are like, I don't want to give too much away. I don't want to give the baby away with the bathwater. But that's how you build that relationship, that know, like, and trust. And people, just like you said, you have to know the coach. You have to trust the coach. And you built that relationship with the people who got that value that they're like, I'm going to take it to the next step. She's the girl. She's, this has helped me out so much. Let me, I'm going to take it up to the next level. So if you guys are out there and you're like, I don't want to give too much away. It's a, a giving. Giving is winning in marketing. Well, and you know what? Because I, I felt that way when I started early on. But here's what I realized. I can tell people how to do things all day long. And there are some that will take that information and they'll go do it. And they'll never call me. They might thank me to their friends. They may never even reach out and tell me. But they may implement it. And that's okay. If my true goal is to help somebody, then I help them. And I am good with that. The next level of client is the client that comes in and, and they've consumed whatever free information we tell them to do. They come in and they need a little bit of assistance to continue doing it on their own. Awesome. And then the third client is the one that comes in and says, I just need you to help me do it. And if we think about it in a design world, it's the same thing. Those clients that were, or those those people that took any free content you had and went and put it into their home, I just we should feel good that we were able to support them at the level that they could take or, or have access to to create their home to be beautiful. How many designers do I work with that tell me their mission is, and vision is to create beautiful homes so people feel rested? 
Well, then they don't want to give you any information to make you feel rested. I'm like, give it to them. Because there there are quite a few people, and you only need a sliver that says, I don't want to do this by myself, and I want the real deal, and I want you. The other people were never going to hire you, but you inspired them. Exactly. You hit the nail 100% on the head, head. And it's the same thing with this podcast, with the marketing agency. We give people actionable tips. We have blogs that give people actionable tips, coaching, but there are the designers out there who are just like, you know, forget it. I don't have the time. Just do it for me. And we built the relationship and they trust us. So that's the way to do it. I love it. Love it. Love it. All right. So let's get into, we have a client out there who maybe they're, maybe they're a solopreneur. Maybe they're just, they need to pivot. So let's dig into that. First is them knowing why they want to pivot, right? There is something that happened Are they pivoting because they want to or because somebody told them they had to? Mm. I I think that comes into it, right? Are they pivoting out of, we have nowhere else to go, I have no client? I mean, what is the pivot about? So I think there is some understanding of what the pivot is about. Like, for example, I honestly believe that even if you had not gone through the personal disruption that you went through in your life, you were going to hit a pivot point pretty soon. It was coming. It, it, It was coming. And so knowing it and understanding it, and then before you pivot, taking a moment and asking yourself, what do I want to do? What would be the best outcome on the other side of where I am, right? So again, trying to create that clarity around the pivot. Then let's say you've been going to the left, going to the left, going to the left, and the pivot says I've got to to move and go straight. Okay, what made me pivot? Make peace with that. Do I want to? Are you pivoting, kicking, and screaming? Because that's never going to make you happy. So you want to pivot to a place that makes you happy and joyful, where you feel like you can put your full energy behind it. Then what you do is you start, honestly, putting one foot in front of the other and trying to gain clarity down that new path. Then you create the strategic plan and a vision of what could be. Here's something I heard the other day, and it is so, so, so true. When we are creating our vision, we have to believe that the best is yet to come. And that was one of the conversations that you and I had, right? We've got to believe that there is something really great on the other side of this pivot or on the other side of this change. And there is. Mm -hmm. But you have to believe it before you see it so that you can work for it to happen. And that was kind of how we helped you figure out which one you wanted. We even said they both went great. But which one did you feel like you missed the most if you had to give it up? Yeah, right? well, yeah, 100% wingnut. And so that that's how you kind of manage through the pivot is you identify why you're having to pivot. You step back and you look at where am I going? Am I excited about it? Do I believe the best is yet to come? And now what might that look like? And then you just start moving forward a little at a time until you can get your feet under you. You know something when you're you're giving me that I was thinking not that I wasn't listening to you, <laughs> but when you, you had I'm said, you know, this, darling. Go ahead. <laughs> that I was going through the, you know, what I went through in yeah. spite of that, I would have come to a head anyway, I would have reached a breaking point. And at the time, you know, when you're going through it, and if, whoever's out there who needs to hear this, the divorce seemed like the end of the world. I thought that my life was over, you know, I was in love with my partner, it, there, it was, it was awful. And there's, it was so many emotions going through. But now, you know, having healed and, and moved on with my life, I'm grateful for it. Because it brought so much to the surface and it brought 
things to a head to where I did reach out. I did call you. I did figure out my business. And my life is just so much better now. I'm so so much happier, healthier, and so much more in control and in charge. So it's funny how when you're in it, you're like, it seems so dark, but you have to just trust and have faith that, you know, there's a plan for you and that it's all going to work out. And so to your point, yeah, you got to believe that's there's there's something on the other side. Yeah. And and even for those of us that aren't going through something like that, I've got to believe to continue building my business in the way that I want it to go, that there's still good yet to come. Because who would build, who would sit and do what we do the way we do it for the hours that we all are putting in to these businesses to think that it's just going to get worse? Like, I wouldn't spend my time <laughs> doing that. I'd be like getting out fast, right? Yeah. Um, you know, there was one other thing that you said that I, wanted to touch on. Sure. And I, th- I think it it was just the fact that when you came to me, I think because of the duties of the business had been split between what you did and what your partner did, you didn't come to me with what I would say was a full ownership mindset. Oh, yeah. Because um, yeah. It, it had been a split ownership. And I see this a lot. I've worked with a lot of partners who were trying to stay partners. And I've worked with a lot of partners who were trying to no longer be partners. And so a lot of times what you see is because there's a split in responsibility, there comes this split in the ownership. And so there were quite a few things that I remember you saying to me, I'm not good at that or I can't do that. And I remember on more than one occasion saying, Dolly, you can do that and you must do that. I can teach you how to do that. But whatever mindset is telling you that you cannot do that is going to hold you back. And so I need you. That's why I said, I'm not trying to make you a better agency. I'm trying to make you a better business owner. And part of that is saying, this may be like a new language, but I can learn it. And it's a muscle. So owning your business is like a business muscle. And the only way to get it stronger is to actually use it. And sometimes we're going to drop the weights or sometimes we're not going to have, as my son would say, a big gains day. And then we just have to take a rest and we have to go out and try it again. But these things don't happen by accident. Like I always say at the close of my podcast, profit doesn't happen by accident. So we are having to learn to be intentional. And when you can make small choices, then you can make larger choices. And that's what we did with you is we went back and started looking at mindset, looking at where you had believed a lie that you couldn't do something and you really can do that thing. And let me show you how to do it. And here's the right form of how to do it, if you will. And then you started, and that's why I said, don't spend a dime until we talk. And then, and it wasn't so that I could say yes, no. It was so that I could teach you the framework of how to look at the opportunity. Is it an opportunity that gets you closer to where you want to be and what you want to be known for? Or is it an opportunity that is going to take you into an, a different direction that may not be what's best for you at the end of the day? And I like that you said your your tagline, because I have one here as well, and it's get out there, get uncomfortable and be great. And it was not comfortable. Dang, you had to live that, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was not. It was not comfortable. And it took me a hot minute to believe that I could get in there and look at spreadsheets and look at the numbers and take ownership of that. And, you know, part of that was fear and using my partner as a that crutch for that and, and just feeling that I needed that. But being thrown into the hot oil without it, it's now it's nothing. I have no fear or anxiety about it. The uncomfortable piece is important. And I will tell you, if we ever get into a business where we are never uncomfortable, 
That is a business that is status quo and that is dying and that is going backwards. Because in a growth mentality, there is always something uncomfortable or we need to be looking for something to make us uncomfortable. Meaning either the next larger job, the bigger client, the bigger budget, the different vendor that we're working with, the different operations piece we're putting into practice. There should be something where we are growing because uncomfortableness always is associated with growth. That is absolutely how you grow. And that's why I say that, get out there, get uncomfortable and be great because that's the only way that you grow is to get outside yourself. Like if you're a designer out there and you just are uncomfortable being on camera and you don't want to do it, but you know that it's going to increase your bottom line, get out there, get uncomfortable and do it. (laughs) You know, practice it. Or if you don't like sales or if you don't like to do things that make you edgy or or give, give you angina, but you know it's going to help you in your business, just get through it, get uncomfortable and do it. Because what you're going to do is you're going to, you're going to normalize your new normal. Once you get used to it, you're going to be, right. man, I can't believe that. muscle and you yeah. just, you're working it. You're gonna, I can't believe that used to make me uncomfortable. Now it's second nature. At the time, it's hard, but you'll be much better off for it. Michelle, I have to thank you again. Thank you so much for helping me with my businesses and figuring out you know, what it is that, that makes me great after I get uncomfortable. But now I have to ask you, are you ready for the What Up Wingnut round? Let's do it. Now it's time for What Up Wingnut. Wingnut. Michelle Williams, what would the hashtag on your tombstone be? Hashtag she gave her best. Love it. You're stuck on a deserted island, but you can have your one favorite food. What's it going to be? Oh my gosh. I had to go back and forth, back and forth, but I finally decided pizza. That's a great one. That's a good catch-all. Because I can have breakfast pizza, lunch pizza, dessert (laughs) pizza. Like I can make pizza into anything. That's true. Good, good one. Last but not least, please recommend a book that has had a profound impact on you, either personally or professionally. Sure. So, of course, I'll let everybody go back and listen to the Profit First episode. They all know that book. But I'll tell you that the newest book that I've really enjoyed, and it's called The Vision Driven Leader. So you ought to love that. It's got that whole vision piece in there. The Vision Driven Leader by Michael Hyatt. So that one's been really, really good at distinguishing why vision and that strategy is so very important, you know, creating a vision and then a strategy to attain it. Okay, I'm going to put that in my audible queue. Michelle, please tell the listeners where they can go to find out more about you and Scarlet Thread Consulting, and we will bid you adieu. Sure. So you can find me at my website, which is scarletthreadconsulting.com. You can find me on Facebook at Scarlet Thread Consulting, and you can find me on Instagram at Scarlet Thread ATL. I'm also hanging out as Michelle Williams on LinkedIn and Scarlet Thread Consulting on Pinterest. All right. Awesome. Terrific. Thank you again for being such an amazing guest. Thank you. Get out there, get uncomfortable, and be great. I have to tell you, (laughs) she was not kidding when there were a lot of tears, a lot of tears shed. And it wasn't just the emotions of going through a divorce. It was the emotions of not having ownership at the time. And, And the buck stops with you. My name's on the business. Everything's on the business. So you could have a partner. You could have whomever influencing you or controlling certain things. It doesn't really matter. The buck stops with you. And there was a lot of hard truths and a lot of stuff that came out in a lot of very difficult work. And I could have said, you know what, this is too hard, screw it, screw it all. But I didn't. I didn't do that. And if you're in a place like that where you're like, it's too hard, screw it, I'm not going to do it. Why? What's the point? Not having faith that there's something better on the other side. Don't. Keep going. Have that grit. Have that fortitude. Get through that discomfort because I guarantee you. Even if once you get to the other side, you determine, you know what, maybe the business isn't for me. Maybe I need to go a different route. 
you're going to be way better off sticking through something and winding it down properly or ramping it up properly with a coach like Michelle than you would be just giving up. That's really my comment there for Michelle. Personal note, thank you again so much. You've been a blessing in my life. Things don't happen by accident. I know that we are in each other's paths for this reason. And if your why is to help business owners become better business owners and really understand and grasp it, you're 100% there. All right, guys, that is it for this week. Remember to get out there, get uncomfortable, and be great. You've reached the end of this episode of Wingnut Social, but that's only the first step into accelerating your business the Wingnut way. Head on over to wingnutsocial.com to see how we can help you take your business from social mediocre to social media master. Interior design industry are what the ones we... uh, Hey there, welcome to Wingnut Social. I'm your host. Who am I? (laughs) Good boy, Mango.